0: Welcome back to Crystal Meth Podcast. We have oh, been well. off. I was in the old Amsterdam getting high.
1: when I was in Allegedly. Larks, and I wasn't getting high.
0: Well, you were getting high on life.
1: I was getting high on life. That's true. High well, on the we fun of uh, the beach.
0: The beach and Larks. <laughs> Lovely the beach. Does larks. larks have a nice beach for those of yes, you? Yes, really I, nice does it? I don't know why I think of Largs as a really sort of depressing place. Maybe because the last time I was in Largs, it was just pissing down my rain. And I had to hide in Lar- Nardini's and have some ice cream.
1: It was gloriously sunny when I was there, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. It's, it's well, wonderful. Amsterdam was
0: lovely as well. <laughs> good. So yeah, we took a little break and we're back now and we're going to be talking about colours. And we as Pokemon this sang do you... Paint with all the colours of Is that what she says? She does. Paint? Or is it run with all the colours of the wind? No, it's do what you paint with you all mean? the
1: colours of the wind?
0: How do you paint with all the colours of the wind? How does oh, one no. paint?
1: What's with the, the next of line? The does it tell us how you can paint with all the colours of the wind? I
0: don't know who wrote the song and what does it mean? What does it all mean, Mark?
1: It definitely does because the next line, and this isn't working right. anywhere, but it goes like. Is with all the colors of the wind so there's a there's a middle instruction there
0: is that song offensive
1: and no i think it's about how white people are shit and that's not offensive because um, right. as you said to me right before we started recording facts
0: are facts have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue corn moon see i think of the free wolfman t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> Someone sang that song to the... Uh, Our ass grinning, Bobcat, why he grins. Can you sing with all the voices of the mountain? Can you paint with all the colours of the winds?
1: <laughs> well, you... Hold on. I'm also reading it, but I'm scrolling to the end because I want no, to the other, see it.
0: That's, that's the chorus. And then she goes, come run the hidden pine trails of the forest come taste the come sweet note sun sweet berries of the earth <laughs> come rolling in all the riches all around you and for once never wonder what uh, that doesn't rhyme earth and wharf doesn't rhyme the rainstorm oh, the
1: last bit oh. okay so you can own the earth i don't know why i'm saying this like i'm t- giving you a little <laughs> <laughs> right. i am also saying it in my poor pocahontas voice you can own the earth and still all you'll own is earth until you can paint with all the colors of the wind
0: I, I must so be she's really basically politely
1: that. saying you cunts think you own everything but you don't even know fuck all about nature i hope you die right but sadly she thanks died thanks for
0: explaining that because i really did i really didn't understand what she was like, you know not but like earlier it says and you never hear the wolf cry till the blue i want to say the the free wolf moon that's not right but for wherever we are white or copper skins is that not racist? who's copper skinned?
1: eh like
0: native Americans is that not right say that native Americans are red skinned? because I don't think they are we need to sing with all the voices of the mountain (laughs) and need to paint with all the colours of the woods copper skinned cancelled <laughs>
1: Stop trying to cancel Pocahontas I want to get you <left hard. laughs>
0: Yeah, so colors. Anyway, Americans can't even spell color correctly. They spell it collar. That's not right.
1: It's not right, and that itself... know,
0: it should be c o l o u r f, not the way they spell it. Or if I spelled that wrong? Fuck my retard
1: i think that's the one of the american spellings that like really throws me as well because i get their <gasps> other spellings because color. they spell things to be the way they actually sound but i'm like well color mm. oh no but cut. because but that doesn't apply to color because i'm like color is the way we spell it like they're spelling call call or call or
0: yeah but i also found out that most of american words that we take the piss out of are originated from old english yeah so like how the English people would speak back in the fifteenth century, they've kept the spelling and some of the way they, they, the, the pronunciations. It's it's us that have evolved, not them. We <laughs>
1: have oh <God. You've> evolved.
0: <laughs> that came out wrong.
1: We <laughs> no longer have need for these flimsy human bodies. We are no. floating minds. Americans
0: colour. If you were a colour yes. mark, what would you be?
1: a uh, green.
0: Ooh, right, green. So I've been reading up on the colour green and Osiris. As you know, I'm into ancient Egyptian mythology, and Osiris is usually depicted as a a green man or having green skin because he is the lord of the underworld, but he's also the god of fertility and uh, nature, I suppose. I always thought he was green because he was a zombie, you know, because he was resurrected from the dead, he's lord of the underworld, you know. But it's to do with like fertility and nature i think
1: no well, I, I was gonna say i know not in like a wanky way yeah know, but then you can also but say also green because green. i looked into the myth of the green and one of the things Ooh. that links to it is the myth of osiris so i don't ah, really okay. look into the myth of osiris and how it relates to it but when i was looking into it it was like for example the myth of osiris this right. is why he's green and i was like okay
0: but then green's also associated with jealousy which again i didn't really look i'll need to look into that why is green associated with jealousy why people say you were green with envy where does that originate let's see yeah
1: that's a good question
0: i'm totally winging this right okay where does green with envy originate come from okay i'll do I'm relying on the internet. You know, the the, the source of (laughs) all of the sins have colour
1: related to them. Because, like, lust is red, envy is green.
0: Blue is to do with the ocean and calm, even though oceans can be furious.
1: They certainly can.
0: Right, it says here the phrase green with envy means, yeah, I know that, to be very jealous. Don't patronise me, internet. Before Shakespeare's days, is that BS instead of BC? It's BS before Shakespeare. <laughs> I, <laughs> I
1: thought you meant this bullshit? And I was like, I don't know. Oh. You know what I
0: it, <laughs> uh, a pale, green complexion. Hold on, you can't have a green com- yeah. Well, I suppose it was associated with fear, illness, and poor humour. Humors being like before they understood medicine, like germs and that they believed that illnesses was to do with the four humours. So if you had, like, we've talked about this before, like, uh, too much black bile. Again, that's associated with colours. Like, if you've got too much yellow bile you have to, like, I don't know, let out some blood to balance the humours. Black bile, yellow bile, I don't know what they ever want it. Phlegm for some reason. (laughs) The origin of the idiom Green envy" is believed to come directly from the great, oh, okay, William Shakespeare himself. In Othello, Iago warns the fellow, Beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Oh. Again, like...
1: So if we like now, you have to look up what a green-eyed monster is.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to go down a fucking rabbit hole here.
1: While you're doing that, I okay, look at if
0: yeah. the
1: seven deadly sins each have a colour assigned to them, and they do.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Go on.
1: Green with envy, violet with pride, red mm-hmm. with wrath, yellow with greed orange with gluttony these make less sense as we go along (laughs) and then uh blue with sloth and indigo with lust indigo Indigo with lust is (laughs) great
0: i don't get that
1: (laughs) i'm so horny i've turned indigo
0: (laughs) it doesn't really go into much detail about the green with i still don't understand but I, I suppose that you're so jealous you're sick it makes you ill but, but then, then there's love sickness as why well why is it your
1: eyes that have turn green like people's eyes don't turn green when they're really sick i mean i think i was ill all the time open. when he was a baby i don't know why i said that like it was selfish <laughs> <laughs> like <an> attention seeker <laughs> but he used to turn green all the time and that was when you knew it was time to take him to hospital like sort of greeny yellow color <laughs> Yeah, like, John was, like, horrendously ill when we were younger, like, all the time. What, are obviously, you
0: saying that when your brother, John, was ill, uh, his eyes would go green, literally? No, green.
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, his skin would go, like, greeny-yellow, yeah. but his eyes would never change colour. Like, so oh. I wonder why it's a green-eyed monster.
0: Yeah, that's weird. It doesn't really explain that. Yeah, that's weird. Um, White is obviously, like, purity, because it's a, a blank cut. It's colourless, basically, white. So you can project whatever colour you want onto it, and black, I guess, is associated with death, or in the case of the priesthood, humbleness too. That's why they wear black because they sub- it's submissive to God.
1: Yes, yeah, lots of religious colourings are black for get yeah, that reason. Like it's you're stripping why away the... anything flashy. Yeah. You're just being really humble.
0: So what's the association? I guess the Pope wears white. Because that's purity.
1: Yeah, white's pure. But
0: then how do you explain his gold hat?
1: Because (laughs) a lot of popes also like stealing gold from the poor.
0: And they were pure about it. Why do priests wear green robes as well or green scarves? Is it because they're Irish or am I stereotyping them? I don't know why I do that.
1: I was so confused because based on uh, the last thing we were talking about yeah. I was just reading something that said that the myth in Hercules of the green eyed monster is oh. based on the Shakespearean Wait, writings how? And I was like that makes no sense but I realise it's because I'm on a fan page for Hercules and Xena the TV show so... <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: funny. like how
1: can the ancient Greek myth be based on Shakespeare that doesn't Again, make
0: sense Xena warrior princess a massive massive um lesbian
1: following yeah although I, never, I was reading something yeah i mean let's be honest all i do is read things about theology mythology and queer studies so it makes sense that i was reading something about how zina and Gabrielle were actually originally were together? meant to be together but the tv network wouldn't let that happen so that was uh, why it was just kind of always alluded to that they were a couple
0: right i don't know or not it wasn't even really it was
1: like alluded to that they might uh, okay. yeah uh
0: someone i don't
1: know is... you went okay and i went yes i can't say fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, might, if you know what i mean
0: <laughs> in the philippines green is associated with sexual thoughts the phrase green movie is similar in meaning to a blue movie see there you go a blue movie where's that come from in yeah. english is that some Oh, so if someone is described... Oh, just does the blue movie them? then
1: come from, like, Lust being They're a always... blue-coded sin for some weird reason?
0: I have no idea. That actually... No idea. Maybe
1: that is, even though we just found out eight seconds ago, but maybe that's where it comes from
0: someone said this is from guardian comments that are discussing this issue i think it's something to do with the ancient greek idea of the humors which we were talking about and linked to the overproduction of bile ah that's it well yeah i said yellow bile green shell which results in amongst other things jealousy and sappho who is like the lesbian poet from lesbos uh, her lovely poet describing her envy of the man sitting by the side of the woman she loves she says my eyes are dead to light my ears pound and sweat pours over me i convulse greener than grass hmm yeah i suppose it implies sickness I, I, the green eyed monster
1: oh okay so yeah i was now just reading something else that was basically uh-huh. like the, this trope and hercules and xena is incorrect because it draws on actual greek mythology so shakespeare oh wrote the green eyed monster because in greek mythology Uh uh, people who are descendant from lichen have green eyes
0: therefore (laughs)
1: lichen the offspring of the wolf and the human
0: i thought you were talking about lichen that you get on trees (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, Honestly, so I should maybe explain that, not just for you, but for anyone listening. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, well, I know what that is. So everyone else <laughs> So, Lycan is the Greek myth about the woman having the baby of a wolf, oh. and they're like the ancestor of all werewolves, and not in Greek mythology, but in some like modern like wolfman mythology and things like that. So their children are half wolf, half human. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the earliest werewolf myths, and it was believed in ancient greece that the way that you could tell if someone was a descendant of lycan is because they were one of the people with green eyes therefore if you had green eyes you were more likely to be biologically a monster because you're descended from a monster which is why shakespeare was like green eyed monster like it's easy to spot a werewolf because they have green eyes
0: okay that's really weird well someone's gone into a lot of detail here they've written a fucking essay they've said uh talking about roman underworlds uh the grappling with the concept of distinct ancient civilizations having rival sets of gods for the same values blah 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 i don't really know what that's got to do with envy um he said in roman mythology the green lily originates in the underworld and is carried on subterranean currents to the surface where it emerges into the sewers of Rome, adrift among the islands of human waste beneath the patches of sunlight that filter down from above. The unflattering Roman name for the plant, sewer lily, lily is itself a product of envy. The poor of Rome harvested its petals, which they then transformed into an exquisite scent. Well, this perfume was coveted by the wealthy citizens of the empire. They could not wear the fragrance on account of his lowly origins. It's like poor poverty perfume, but it smelled <laughs> lovely. God, that smells lovely. But fuck if I'm putting that on because I don't want to be considered a posh. I'll just be a smelly rich person. Then.
1: I really enjoyed all aspects of that. That was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Hence her collective attempts to drag its name through the mire. Though they need hardly have bothered, prolonged exposure to the perfume induced in its wearers a tendency towards impulsive acts of theft and violence against romantic and business rivals. The irises of those who frequently use the scent developed a green tinge. I feel like he's kind of making this up. So the perfume came from a plant that turned her eyes green. I want that. I want to have green eyes
1: i want to have green eyes too
0: yeah well i suppose i could just buy contacts but i mean like it's like natural ones but anyway um well that's interesting there's quite a lot of different theories about the color of green if you got well we'll tell, us your what story tell you about, about it. Green, yeah yeah
1: quote unquote. so the... the green now i will get onto the actual myth i'm not just going to start talking about comic books as i want to do but the reason <laughs> that i thought i'd do the green is because in dc comics which you know i'm a lesser fan of Mhm. but obviously you're aware of my uh, specific dc favorites because there's, there's yes. just a couple of them that are standouts so they've got I'm the happy. red and the green which are these ideas in dc that are based on like actual mythology
0: oh okay
1: Catwoman doesn't yeah, fall into was... either of these categories no. sadly
0: no i think you told me a lot there was a lot of that kind of greek mythology and dc yeah yeah so... okay Carry on
1: the red is like this idea that basically like any Mm. any dc character that can access like sort of the collective consciousness which i'm obviously not going to yammer about because i've done an episode on that before but that would be access in the red because it's like the thoughts shared by everything that has like blood flowing through it so if you have the ability to access collective consciousness you'll be able to access like the collective consciousness of all other human beings and animals and then there's the green Mm-hmm. which is kind of the same idea, but it's the idea that all plants have a collective consciousness.
0: Well, I think they do. I think it was proven that they Yeah, did.
1: which is true. Although it's interesting because obviously the, when the... Basically, we're talking about Poison Ivy and Swamp thing here. So when their comics were first being published, and there's also a thing in DC called the parliament of the green which again is based on like an actual myth about like the three oldest trees in the universe that came into existence like billions of years ago and how oh, they and- were interconnected
0: hold on mark listeners out there who i don't know aren't in the uk and don't give a shit trees <laughs> well i'm gonna tell you this there was a big scandal recently where a tree that was famous for being... Oh, yeah. A good, and Sophie's got cut down and everyone was fucking outraged and nobody knows who did it. Someone said it was a 16-year-old, someone said it was a 60-year-old. People are saying conspiracies about how, yeah, they're just trying to fit up that 16-year-old, because what 16-year-old would be able to do such a professional job like that in a storm with wear a chainsaw?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it didn't make any sense.
0: It yeah. had,
1: like, the proper markings and everything put on it for failing it. I'm like, yeah. what did it I mean? 16 but, year olds don't want to get out of their bed they're not going to go out in a storm and professionally bug <laughs> in a tree
0: but what fascinated me is I thought that that tree would be dead right so you cut it in half like you cut that tree at the base it's going to be dead right but I guess the roots are still there and it said no the tree will still grow but it won't be the same it'll just be like more like a shrub than a tree it'll take like 70 years to go back to this, the height that it was but it's not going to look the same as the original tree
1: which is something that i really like about both poets and, and swamp thing which again does to because because they're connected to the green whenever they die in comics they like regrow but they're always different so every time Like obviously, characters are like resurrected all the time in comics. But like every time Poison Ivy dies, she comes back looking and acting slightly different. Same with Swamp Thing.
0: Ah, that's really interesting. Then, so that's like the tree. So, oh, okay. Is Swamp Thing just pure plants? Because like I we're actually getting into comic books now. I played the DC versus. Was it mortal combat or no it was like a uh, gods among us so like superman went bad and they all fought each other all the characters and stuff and swamp thing was in it and he was just just this big plant man <laughs> he wasn't even a man he was just a plant he was a swamp he was the swamp
1: kind of but they're both like similar yeah. in that so both of them were originally written as villains both of them originally died trying to stop like environmental disasters in the case of swamp thing trying to protect the swamp from being destroyed by like an evil industrial complex although again it wasn't evil at that point Wait, in time like, these thing- nice men are trying to level this entire <laughs> biosphere and this one wanker is trying to stop them um, how did the
0: swamp thing come about was he always there or was he created
1: so swamp thing was murdered by the man so a no, guy. I don't, i'm
0: like what Who?
1: <laughs> so this guy that was trying to stop them building on the swamp because it would what be destroying an entire the habitat was murdered by the swamp. people that were working on it, and they dumped his corpse in the swamp. Right. And then when he uh-huh. dumped his corpse in the swamp. The, he connected with the green, and when the he green. connected with the green, the green revived him. But as you say, it revived him as the swamp.
0: Right. Okay. So he wasn't a man anymore. He was just.
1: No, he's the swamp
0: incarnate. Right. Okay. I get you.
1: And then same with poison ivy. She was working for a company that she found out were damaging the environment. And when she was younger, she didn't really have any friends because she thought people were wankers, but she always loved plants. So she tried to stop them because she didn't want them to damage the environment. They Uh realised that she was going to whistleblow on them, so they killed her. But her experiment that she was working on dumped her in with her experiments. (laughs) Her experiment revives her, but she doesn't come back the same. She comes back as a plant, and she's now connected to the green.
0: Okay, so what would you you rather... Be the green or the red? The green. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why? Why? Like I don't give a fuck about any of the characters that are connected to the red. Uh-huh. But,
0: <laughs> but okay. for
1: the same reason that and so and like lots of mythology when um people are brought back from or brought back to life by the Parliament of the Green or by some sort of mythological version of that, it's like uh-huh. they're more important than other humans. They're godlike because Right. one their powers is actually connected to the earth and two it's more important to protect plants than it is to protect people
0: Nah, i don't know if i agree with
1: that it's more important to protect all plants than it is to protect all people and that i'm not saying we should wipe all people out but like if you were to wipe out all the plants on a continent everything in the earth were... would die yeah. if you were to wipe out all the people on the continent you would have committed a terrible genocide
0: like there'll still be plants
1: but the planet wouldn't die and there'd still be yeah. people and there'd still be plants and there'd still be
0: okay and there'd still be swamping
1: <laughs> and there's this idea in lots of ancient mythology which again is also in dc comics but they're left it, <laughs> That because humans are of the earth like we came from plants like the first life forms were like well, actually, we all
0: originated from a single-celled fish thing organism that came out a loch in Scotland. Apart,
1: <laughs> but that yeah. like little blastula fish creature uh-huh. evolved from an aquatic bastards. plant. Right. So, okay. <laughs> and then all the aquatic plants are interconnected, whereas the little fish blastulas weren't interconnected to each other, nor are we really. Unless you're little fish creatures. bastards? <laughs> little <laughs> fish bastard. There's little bastard fish. <laughs> that ruined everything they should just left her keep being planned
0: they should have fucking stayed in the swamp and <laughs> none of this would have ever happened we wouldn't be talking now and, and then as
1: you already yeah. pointed out like the yeah what's interesting is we now know that actually that is correct and plants do have a level of intelligence and all plants yeah. are interconnected whereas obviously an ancient myth yeah like there's no way that they could have actually known that and even when dc comics first started being published like the idea of this interconnectivity like no one had actually discovered it yet but interesting this parliament of the green thing is scientifically speaking real because all trees are interconnected by fungi Uh and they use the fungi to communicate with each other and also trees farm fungi
0: right could they turn the fungi against us like in that last of us game fucking hell
1: (laughs) and see and i'll tell you how they could right so farming first which is less exciting but just because i think it's really cool so i didn't like trees allow because they could kill the fungi off with the roots but they allow the fungi to grow in the roots one because it connects them to other trees but also they allow certain types of fungi to grow because those types of fungi produce nutrients that keep the trees healthy, but the right. trees also feed the fungi, but like actually deliberately feed the fungi. Thing. They yeah. like channel certain nutrients to certain parts of the roots where certain fungi are, to be like, these ones are over here. Again, like farming, like as if like the pigs are over here, here's the pigs. Wow. Like the sheep are over here, here's the wee pellets for them. Like the, the trees deliberately down certain roots put certain nutrients to feed the fungi because those oh. specific fungi feed the trees nutrients they can't produce themselves
0: that's amazing that's, that's
1: amazing i know
0: and because and that makes sense, because in the last of us I'm, we're, I'm, I'm basing this on this fucking uh game i've never played it, i watched the show if they stay or step on a, the what is it called or cordyceps then it knows and it tells all the other infected or the other cordyceps where they are because they're all connected so which is like
1: thing. the green again because technically right. like i don't know why i went to say technically as though dc Comics Collect is in fact. but there's that idea yeah so like and they have lots of that in like um Easy comics where, like, someone will be trying to like level a swamp somewhere else. The swamp thing will like sink into his swamp and rise up out of another swamp to be like, Yeah, that was what this was, like. This swamp the game. is so weird, uh-huh. fucking with it now. Yeah. But that actually happens because the so each tendril on the on each fungi
0: mm-hmm. can
1: stretch up to 11 kilometers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which means that as long as, so with any plant, as long as there's any other plant within 11 kilometers of it, they're interconnected. Which basically means that all the plants on the planet are interconnected because obviously you get like aquatic plants as well.
0: Mm, Yeah. This is turning into like more of a nature podcast in (laughs) colours.
1: But it's the green.
0: (laughs) Ooh, the green. The green to me is weeds and cannabis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean technically weed is also connected to the green so not well, incorrect. that's
0: true yes yeah, it, is. it is it's what magic uh, mother nature's magical medicine
1: so they also use these like mycelium tendrils to uh-huh. so if a certain type of bug
0: right if like a large
1: amount of bugs land on a tree right so just like We're you're t-
0: trying not to offend this bug by calling it a certain a type, certain like, it's type a of, of a certain age
1: it's a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> the bug is like <laughs> a ladybug <laughs> okay <laughs> a lesbian bug. <ladybug>. so <laughs> there's like studies going on just now where they're basically I mean they have proven but they're still studying it that like if a infestation of bugs lands on one tree and starts munching into it the tree will use the mycelium to inform all the other trees round about it not just of its own species literally all the oh. other trees in the forest within an 11 kilometre mycelium link but then those trees will send the message and be like pure oh like Julie has just contacted me to let me know this so it can spread through the entire forest in the space of a day to tell the other trees to change the taste of their leaves so if they're like oh it's winged ants the other trees will know to make like their leaves more bitter or if they're like oh it's like an aphid infestation then they'll know to make their leaves more sweet so that the other trees are building up a protection. And that's why the swarms then, unlike locust swarms, which they can't really fight against, I think that locust swarms are a bit like the cold for us. But other things like, that's why the like huge amount of ladybugs or flying ants or whatever, will then take off into the air and fly away to another patch of forest because they're then leaving that entire forest alone because the forest is told, or the trees have told Mm -hmm. the other trees round about them to change their taste.
0: Yeah, but what are they going to do about the humans that keep cutting them down. Fuck is up. Well, it's about time they fucking start because they're not doing a very good job,
1: are they? I mean, I kind of want to be poison ivy. I want to sink into the mycelium and come up all like green and chlorophyll and be like, if you touch, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody destroys any more rainforests, I'll fucking kill you.
0: <laughs> okay. Isn't poison ivy seen as a villain, though?
1: So originally. Panther? Poison Ivy and Swamp thing were both seen as villains, but there's stories where think, yeah. there's stories where like they were trying to stop people destroying green I know, areas. I don't
0: think it's fair that they, they with
1: non-violent tactics and were murdered, and it's like good, that that villain's taken care of.
0: Just I just think Batman's such an arsehole. I don't like him. I don't but, think he's a good guy. He's a fucking Bezos billionaire who's just playing with his toys because he's parents yes. got murdered. Or oh, boo-hoo.
1: <laughs> I mean, it is, obviously, as Batman, the point I was she's a Batman villain, but, like, her enemy is Bruce Wayne. He then returns as Batman. <sighs> so, basically, her enemy is Bruce Wayne. It's not Bruce Wayne that murders her, but, like, people working for Bruce Wayne murder her because they think she's yes, going to be a Western more on Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and then batman (laughs) returns and defeats her when she's come when she's like resurrected
0: oh god's sake
1: also other interesting mycelium thing that relates to your Mm -hmm. tree being cut down story so if a tree is cut down enough that its roots are so badly damaged that it's going to die Uh. the tree can reroute all of the nutrients left in its roots and put all of them at once in a massive dump into the fungi that it's been looking after and I'm then happy. what happens is, because obviously it's too much for the fungi to consume. I
0: was going to say, it turns into a super fun guy and it comes out the grounds and it's like a massive fucking giant that awesome mushroom. That would also kill someone was like, yeah. ha!
1: I've poured like weed killer in this tree. And then just <laughs> a massive fungi beast jumps up out the ground <laughs> and rolls them. No, so it sends it down to the fungi and the fungi then redistributes it amongst all of the tree's family. So basically like it's sap oh. that are grown round about it. Get a massive increase of that food, so that they are then more protected. So, so it's like their
0: inheritance. Up... Oh, that's sweet! Wow, I didn't know that. That's amazing. See, I thought they were just communicating with each other. I didn't know about the whole mushroom thing or the fungi thing. I thought they were just communicating via their roots, like a big network of roots going about the world, like you know, like a like the internet.
1: Same. Like, I mean, they like are. But I didn't realize all the other things they were doing until I started looking into it.
0: That's so amazing so you yeah more the trees no well uh yeah well we were talking about different colors and associations and purple is the color of royalty apparently um yeah Which is a shame because
1: i like purple but book
0: but i do like prince and he is named after royalty and he loves purple. I wonder if that's, that's true. Prince
1: being called prince and uh, having purple as his colour perfectly acceptable, but actual royal, no.
0: <laughs> it's associated with meanings including wisdom, uh, creativity, royalty, power, ambition, and luxury. It can also represent magic, extravagance, peace, pride, independence, and wealth. As with other colours, purple is the subject of colour psychology, which suggests that colours can have a powerful impact on moods and even behaviours. But there is no such thing as colour. It's just light. How light... How we perceive light or something.
1: I actually understand this because I was teaching about oh, it. In America, so
0: this is awesome. Because I don't... All <laughs> so oh, I understand please.
1: it to do with stars, but I assume... So... Yeah. On... When we perceive colours on Earth, it's to do with the amount of the light spectrum that's being reflected back off of them.
0: Is it something to do with the rainbow? Like, you know, like, who was it that discovered it? Was uh, Isaac Newton that split the spectrum? Yes. Into different colours? But it's light? like, I don't know.
1: The bits of the spectrum of the prism are to do with the amount of light that's coming. It's why it has to be a prism. So the amount of light that's coming through each bit of it is what makes up the colours. So mm. what's being reflected back needs to Right. So if something is
0: Yeah.
1: If something is violet, it's uh-huh. because it's reflecting a lot of light back at us. Right. It's not like fully reflective. So if it's fully reflective, you just get like uh, that sort of like bright white shine off of it. But because oh, okay whatever it is is only soaking up a small amount of light so like plants that are violet they only uh the parts of them that are violet are only soaking up a tiny bit of the sun's energy although their leaves will be soaking up more so the bits that are violet are reflecting like a huge amount of light back at us which is why they're appearing violet whereas on the other end of the spectrum plants that are like really really deep crimson red like a chrysanthemum oh so the reason that chrysanthemum leaves are such a deep green is because they're so full of chlorophyll. So they're soaking oh, yeah. in so much of the sun that their flowers don't need to take in really any light at all. No, that's not uh, true. What? <laughs> they've got so much chlorophyll in them that their leaves can't help but soak in loads of light. So right. that's what it is. So because their leaves are soaking in so much light or because the petals are soaking in so much light, they're not... Actually.
0: Uh That
1: deep deep red. They just look that deep deep red to us because it's the way our eyes perceive the light being reflected back.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So the
1: spectrum goes like violet.
0: Well, it's just like you know how the sun, you feel you look at the sun, don't don't look directly at the sun unless you've got like amazing, like I don't know, magic eyes. It looks yellow, it appears yellow, especially at sunset, it appears yellow orange. But that's just because of the way that the light reflect light refracts through the atmosphere or something, because actually the sun and if you see the sun in space, it's white. It doesn't have any color. Right.
1: And if you perceive the suns of galaxies further away through a telescope, Mm -hmm. they will appear different colors depending on how far away they are so the furthest away ones will appear red but it's not because they're red dwarfs like they're not about to go supernova it's just because we're perceiving so little of their light that just like a chrysanthemum it's hardly reflecting any light back at us so you can still see that there is a sun through the telescope it's still showing up as it should but it just appears really really deep red because there's only a tiny amount of the light reflecting back to us because it's so far away that the light Mm -hmm. from it isn't reaching the planet but instead of appearing dull, it appears red.
0: This is breaking my brain, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about people who are colour blind?
1: That's a good question. So I guess that can we think that they can't see certain colours, but is that they can see...
0: Well, what was that test, right? Because you know how you get the test to see if you're colour blind or not? And it's like usually loads of coloured dots with different color yeah. dots. Num- they make up numbers is it if you can't see the number in the different color then you're color blind
1: it is yeah
0: is that right well i wouldn't know That's I'm right. like, uh, it's a decreased ability to see color or differences in color uh compare impaired tasks such as selecting ripe fruit choosing clothing and reading traffic lights god that must be bad color blindness may make some academic activities more difficult uh but they're usually minor people with color blindness automatically develop adaptions and coping mechanisms people with total color blindness may also be uncomfortable in bright environments and have decreased visual accuracy does that mean they, if they've got total color blindness they can only see in black and white that'd be strange guess so wow <laughs> Uh, the i wonder common... if that's
1: to do with light though because is red green not the um, most common and they're not next to each other in the light spectrum prison
0: yeah so... i was just reading about this because it says the most common cause of colour blindness is an inherited problem or variation in the functionality of one or more of the three classes of cone cells in the retina which mediate color vision the most common form is caused by a genetic disorder called congenital red green colour blindness. so there you go red and green it's the most common one Males are more likely to be colourblind than females because the genes responsible for the most common forms of blindness are on the X chromosome. Oh. Mm. Females who are not colourblind can carry genes for blindness and pass them on to their children. There's no cure for it. Well, I did not think so if it's genetic. Red-green blindness is the most common form followed by blue-yellow and then total colour blindness. Wow. Red green, green color blindness affects up to one in twelve males and one in two hundred females. <laughs> That's <laughs> so men. I don't know why I'm laughing because <laughs> oh, men oh, aren't color. God, why are color <laughs> <doing that? laughs> I don't know. Just think that funny that like, more men are color blind than women. One
1: in That's twelve is quite high. I wouldn't have thought it. Yeah,
0: would be that high. I know. You're not color blind, are you? You're all right.
1: No. You're not a freak. <laughs>
0: and I, mean, I do
1: wear clashing colors quite a lot but that's deliberate
0: <laughs> so if you're colorblind i only learned this from a little miss sunshine because remember the brother wanted to be a pilot and then they noticed he was colorblind and he said yeah. well, you can't be a pilot and he fucking lost his shit so yeah uh you have to i suppose you would have to see color because you need to see like the red lights or different colors mean different things uh, especially if you're, like, a train driver, crane operator, things like that, you need you, under, you need to see colour so that you know when to stop and when to go. Um, people in the armed forces can't be colour blinds. Why is that? <laughs> so you can differentiate...
1: Probably, probably for similar reasons. Like, if you were on, like, some sort of night tactical mm-hmm. mission, you might have to be able to see How? lights and like, things like that.
0: Because at night, everything's all, like, night vision's more like kind of green is it not oh, i don't know
1: i suppose as well because i don't know because can Marcus. they do they only see green and they can't see red or do they only see red and they can't see green because that would affect different things as well no, wouldn't it it's
0: interesting i hope you know for why...
1: them can not see red because i feel like red isn't as good a color as green <laughs>
0: Well, I also learned the reason why... And I just find that fascinating. It's more the nature thing. Like, how the fuck does this work? How did, how did they evolve? Like, I just... It blows my mind, right? Tigers, the reason why they're orange with with um, black stripes is because certain animals... Like, to us, we'll see that tiger unless you're blind We can see that tiger. It's not to do with camouflage so much. Well, it is a little bit. But we can see the tiger... But certain animals, its prey, its actual specific prey, cannot see the colour orange. So it's technically invisible to them. Oh. That's fucking mad. Like, how the hell does it evolve, like, to do that? Like, how does it know that its prey can't see orange? So that's why it's, it's orange. That it's is just, amazing. It, it is fucking weird. So, yeah. then um, Tigers have the power of invisibility to some animals because they can't see them at all. That's so, so good. Can. Yeah. Uh, confusion colours are pairs of groups of colours that will often be mistaken by people with colour blindness. Confusion colours for red, green colour blindness incu- include cyan and grey. So they think what well, cyan and grey is the same. I don't understand this. Rose, pink and grey, blue and purple, yellow and neon green, red, green, orange and brown. Um, Cyan's really that
1: uh, it. very it's a bluey it's a bluey a light blue with a little bit of green in it. That's cyan, isn't it?
0: Yes, I think so. Okay. I'll only know it from printing ink. Is it not yellow? Cyan or cyan? I don't know. Oh, I'm thinking of pink. Fuck it. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, there's a simulation of the normal above and the diachromic below perception of red and green apples. all oh, right right, so there's a picture.
1: Oh, I and you can see, see it.
0: normal well i'll show you I'll, I'll send it to you but the listeners can't you want see me to giggle it. it yeah i just well just um look it up on wikipedia colorblind because i don't actually i don't think i've got oh no do i have my phone sorry listener all
1: right i'm just a uh...
0: well, i can whatsapp it to you what's up to you <laughs> it's strange right here here mark thank you am i sending this to you yes i am um, although uh,
1: my computer just decided itself that i actually wanted to look at blind friendly colors and it says that if you're a uh, making something a colorblind friend to read you should use blue on orange or orange on blue because that's the easiest for most colorblind people to read
0: oh right i sent it to you right so the top Top half of this picture is like normal what you we would see you and I would see is normal red and green. The bottom is what a colorblind person would see. That's fucked up. Oh, so, so they, they don't they see look like, They don't see the red, and they don't even see I'm the green. That I that. Yeah,
1: I suppose that's it. See- oh, but, why did that not occur to me? That I'm like, so they don't see red. Yeah, you're right. they that's weird. So they do see green, but they don't see
0: the, the same shades, shades of green. Shades of green. It's more like an olive color. They all look like big yeah, giant olives. They do. Or the red ones look like more like you kind know, of, you know, like a, a set of melanie, watermelon type
1: look. A laugh. Melanie as a woman's name. Melanie! They look like someone less than it was called Melanie. On the other
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fascinates me. And also, I was talking about, you know, like when people. Now, this is what I don't get. I, I don't know how this works with colour theory but do you dream in color or do you dream in black and white
1: i dream in like quite intense
0: colors so i'm not sure i think i do dream in color but it's muted it's not bright like you dream in really bright colors
1: yeah I like wouldn't. really bright colors like very no bright colors
0: wow so i dream in i think i dream in a, a sort of sepia kind of type color it's not like it's like muted maybe a bit like a colorblind person but it's strange, but the, what I read was that when people started going to the movies, you know, the early days of silent cinema and then mm-hmm. television, it was mostly in black and white. And television was all in black and white up until, I don't know, the late 60s, early 70s. Um, and at that point, people started dreaming in black and white. And it wasn't until colour TV came back and more colour movies that people started dreaming in colour again. But like, how do you prove that? Cause like before there was movies and stuff and black and white televisions did people not dream in color so what changed?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Play? TV has. I mean, to be fair, TV obviously does have a huge impact have on your huge brain.
0: Influence. Yeah. As
1: we and anyone else, which is basically everyone uh, who's mm. ever had mental health issues, is aware of, like <laughs> the doctor always says to you is like basically. Try not to watch tv for about 47 hours before you go to bed and that'll massively improve your sleep pattern and your mental yeah, health so.
0: that's not happening
1: <laughs> no i mean i'm always like yeah thank you for that i'm just gonna go home and watch tv and cry now i'm
0: just gonna watch like 24 hours of youtube videos yeah. thanks <laughs> uh yeah so like i just don't know how they would do that because it's not like you can record dreams if, if someone could record your dreams mark would they be horror movies, erotic movies, or a bit of both? Uh,
1: they'd be jolly old romps or horror movies. But the horror movies would be very. Like, even when I have nightmares, <laughs> like my dreams are in noticeably bright colours. My nightmares are nightmares? like in acid colours.
0: Oh. Like
1: my nightmares are like surrealist madness.
0: Well,
1: I'm sure I've makes... told you before that my nightmares are very often. Not you in my nightmares, like you, <laughs> you like, My nightmares so often have you in them, so oh, often no. have John in them, and so often have some part in them where you, me, and John are running through the my old primary school building, which oh, has like a three-part yeah, yeah. repetitive structure, but it's got like an eighty-seven-part repetitive structure, but like all of the colors are like amped up like the grays are all like a sort of sickly pea green the blue that's on the floor and the walls is like ultra in your eyes rave blue like all the colors are oh. it's not the way you would imagine like if you were to like i mm-hmm. get that obviously everybody has your same dreams in different colors but it's not like if you were to be like oh what would a nightmare be like you'd be like oh blacks oh. like black yes. and white and yeah no minor like pure Something scary's happening and there's too many colours going on.
0: I'm about to start to turn up in your nightmares quite a bit more. <laughs> am I there to save you or back you up or something? Or am I just like, making the situation worse? I don't know. Oh, no, you're always like there to,
1: to back me up. Oh, that's nice. You and John never seem to get killed either. I feel like I've had nightmares where people are being killed. People will be killed. But you and John will be the people running away from the
0: <laughs> the uh, danger
1: that we are trying to avoid the danger.
0: I feel like we're, we're your guardian angels in the dream. We're like your spirit guides.
1: Also, whenever I have apocalyptic dreams, which I'm sure I've also said to you before, none of them. my apocalyptic dreams are ever nightmares, which is strange.
0: Why are they not nightmares? What do you mean?
1: I, I, quite often, I'd say about once a month, I have like a properly apocalyptic dream. Again, I'm always with you and John, and it's not a nightmare. We're always very chill, and like it'll always be like <laughs> you'll have got me to go to like a random clock tower, and you're like, This is the this is the place that's safe. And then for some reason we're all very chill, and just like okay and then we'll watch the world <laughs> and round about us or it'll be a zombie apocalypse and you'll be like right if we go to this building like it's got secure locks we're safe and then we'll be in it like looking out a window and being like well there's a fuck ton of zombies out there anyway when we get ice cream <laughs> I,
0: I suppose I w- we would quite enjoy the apocalypse really because then we- especially John because he fucking hates people so if the world was just um, expert like purged of people then I think we'd be happy as fucking Larry, man. And we'd have a yeah, like, laugh.
1: Yeah. John would love it if there was no people. You'd like it if there was minimal people. And yeah. it would be easier for me to potter about and do gardening and stuff if everyone <laughs> else <did>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Miss Child would need to survive as well. Yeah. Ha, here's a question, right? It's nothing to do with colour, but I just, I just thought, you know, because you studied, I was going to say the Bible, but biblical shit. So, biblical so explain this to me adam and eve right first man and first woman eve got pregnant she mm-hmm. had three sons how the fuck did the world populate
1: it's the main reason oh. why people <laughs> think that the mythological uh, like interpretation of christianity is the most accurate one because yep. so <laughs> <you> get like <laughs>
0: You wait, 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 before you say anything...
1: Christianity who reads the Old Testament as a bunch right. of children's stories guided by uh-huh. God, and right. then you get literalist Christian groups who believe that the old like the Old Testament biblical stories are all are all factual.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: basically every single Christian church falls into one of those two camps. But the literalist ones all have to be wrong for the reason you just said.
0: because well, that implies that her three sons must have their mum, and then sh- until she had a daughter, and then that the made me smile because uh, were...
1: one of my very favourite students, when we were talking about this, about quite <laughs> reminds me of you, when I said, and this is one of the issues with the biblical literalist standpoint, and they went, But that means that one of them would have to fuck their mum, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, That's not the automatic interpretation, but I suppose that's
0: one, <laughs> yeah. Because didn't they say that? Uh, not obviously not cain or wait she had three sons i thought she only had two cain and abel who's the third
1: uh, it does say that like and then adam went on to begat other sons but it doesn't actually give How? names Was he with eve. Them? so adam begat other sons with eve it's just they don't say right. adam and eve because
0: at what, what point when they said he begat sons did they begat daughters?
1: Like, it doesn't be- and again, that's actually what? a that problem of because then because biblical literalists will be like, well, e- two explanations they offer are either they also had daughters, which again incest, and what also, but if the Bible is literally true, then it would say if they had daughters, or other thing that people from biblical literalist churches always say is what about the people from other tribes? except that they're saying that the bible is literally true and it talks about god only creating that family therefore there can't be people from other tribes
0: mm. see it doesn't there's a, a very very fundamental flaw in that origin story at least in other myth like um, origin stories of humans that uh, they create multiple people like you know the the Greek gods create lots of women and men out of clay not just one woman and one man Yes. So there's at least a little bit of variety in the fucking gene pool. Anyhow, back to colours, Mark. Have you got any other stories before I uh, talk about colour magic?
1: uh um, can I tell you the white and green myth? Yes. Imagine you said no. I said that as the like you. <laughs> it's up to My you. I can, heart heart can heart go heart. away if you want.
0: Yeah, go away. <laughs> no, I, I want. I want to know because you've done the research. I didn't really do a lot of research for this because um yeah things got in the way <laughs> okay
1: so in vietnam
0: oh back in weddings now
1: are all like very very white like for the bride and the groom everybody's in a lot of white which is back obviously white, quite different other countries round about them
0: okay
1: uh, I, I was gonna say i went i didn't go to a vietnamese wedding once that is a lie but when i was in vietnam there was a wedding like happening in the street once and the people oh well, the well i did
0: read the... about you know back to the color green is it before, i think the white wedding dress only came about with queen victoria because it was like a german thing or because she had a white wedding dress that's when everyone else started it but before that nobody wore white to a wedding it was mostly it was always something green because it represented fertility just throwing that out there okay carry on. Mm-hmm.
1: well the other color out so at vietnamese weddings is green
0: oh well there you go fertility so from, probably
1: not from people dressing in it but like there'll be like accents of green all through the wedding yeah and it relates to two things three things that you have to have at your wedding in order to like like part of the tradition for good luck but also to a story which is where the three things come from now what i'm saying just now currently makes no sense but it will in a minute when i tell you the story (laughs) okay so the story goes that there's these two irish twins obviously they're not called irish twins in the story because it's a vietnamese story but you get what i mean by irish twins. Uh-huh. I should probably explain it though for any of our listeners that don't know what Irish twins are. So Irish twins are when you have two children born less than 12 months apart. So there's these two Vietnamese brothers but they're born very very close together mm-hmm. and they're like the best of friends.
0: Hang on, is that is that a slurry against Irish people?
1: Maybe it is, am I being, am I being xenophobic? I don't
0: know about my Irish twins, like I don't what is the connection? Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Talk about stereotypes. Right, so okay.
1: they look really, really similar. They're basically, well, they are the same age, effectively. Um, yeah. So people in the village can't tell them apart. The only person that can tell them apart other than their mum and dad is their best friend. She also lives in the village and they all know each other from when their children and play together. And she always shouts on the correct ones. And other people are, always say to her, oh, how do you know who they are? And she says because when I look in their eyes, even though they have the exact same coloured eyes, one of them, his eyes are always calm, and one of them, his eyes are always darting all over the place, and that's because one of the brothers is, like, very centred, and one of the brothers is really hyperactive. So she just needs to glance in their eyes, and she can tell who's who.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: So as they get older, the brothers always dress differently so that people can tell them apart so the brother who is really really like calm and quiet and centered always dresses entirely in white and the brother who's like really really hyper and bubbly and gregorious always dresses in green okay and that means when people see them walking through the village they always know which one they're going to be talking to because they exclusively dress in those colors
0: all right okay yeah fair enough it's
1: a code so time goes on and the green brother
0: huh,
1: and the girl who's been their best friend from their village uh, profess their love to each other
0: oh why am i disappointed in that i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they okay. decide that they're going to get married so they have a big wedding ceremony and both of them dress entirely in green so that everybody knows that Pick she that is going one. to be his wife and everything all through the wedding is green, 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 green. Uh, so they get married and the brother in white is the best man at the wedding and he gives speeches and it's all a very, very lovely day. And then after the wedding's taken place, they realise that they're not seeing the brother who dresses all in white very much. Aww. And the brother who dresses in green is very upset because he loves his brother so much. and. His new wife, we shall call her Mrs. Green, is also very upset because she loves him as well. They're all best friends. She keeps going to visit him. um, But both Mr. Green and Mrs. Green can see that there's a deep sadness in um, Mr. White's heart. Eventually, he confesses to Mrs. Green that he's always been in love with her, but he's never been able to express it because he's so insular with his emotions. Ah. When and now he... she's married to his brother, but he loves his brother more than anyone and he would never want to...
0: Awkward. To <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so she goes, awkward. Um, we need to
0: go on Jerry Springer to sort this out.
1: <laughs> and she goes home to have a think. So then the next day, uh. she doesn't tell Mr. Green, but the next day they go down to visit him. They go to visit him and everything's gone in his home and he's left a note saying that he's um, gone to become a gardener.
0: Right. The, Mr. As White?
1: Uh, yeah, Mr. White's gone to become a gardener.
0: Okay, I mean, there's other women out there, mate. He's okay, not a carry speaker, on.
1: Though, he? he's, not, he's not talking to anybody else. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> they manage to track him down and find that he's moved to this remote village.
0: And, he's and they a meet gardener? a nice
1: old couple there and they ask about him and they're like, oh, well, he did come here to become a gardener, but we've got some bad news for you. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. Oh. So, oh no i'm lying just just mr green oh, yeah. mrs green stays at home so mr right. green and they're like oh yeah he did but we've got some really bad news for you so they take him to this area out in the middle of nowhere and there's a huge limestone slab in the ground and they all stand round, and mr green is like oh my god is he dead is, is, this, his, is he under like, there? this is mark his grave and they say no this is him
0: what he is the limestone what? Uh-huh. so really he mad? went out of
1: the field to garden but they said he was so depressed and he couldn't explain to anyone why that he just cuddled up in a ball and he lay there for weeks and weeks and weeks and eventually they could see him out the window and because he was dressed entirely in white and the mud was like spattered on him from lying outside and they were like he's still <laughs> lying there he's still lying there and then went over and realized that actually he yeah. turned into the first ever clump of limestone to exist
0: oh right that's mad <laughs>
1: he's like the the source of all white stone in the world um so his brother doesn't know what to do he goes back to the house with the old couple and then when he's at the house it begins to there's a massive storm and it begins to torrentially torrentially rain like that way when you can't see from the rain it's like a sheet and he flies into a panic and he's like to the old couple i need to do something i need to do something my brother's going to die he's going to die and they're like, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And he says, no, he's he's a porous like stone. Yeah. He'll be withering away to nothing. So he runs out into the rain. The old couple try to get him to come back in, but the storm's so terrible that they can't get out to him. But they look out the window and they can see, like, the white semicircle on the ground. And they can see the brother in his green outfit leaning over him with his green arms over the top of him. And they're like, okay, we can see he's still standing. He's not collapsed on the ground. He's fine. So the next morning they bring him breakfast out. But as they get closer, they realize that the green they were seeing wasn't actually an outfit. And that Mr. Green has turned into the first ever Arika tree, which is a type of fruit and tree that you get in Vietnam. Okay. It's got a kind of green bark and like really green leaves.
0: (laughs) I feel like this is all because of this poor woman. I mean, all he did was marry his childhood sweetheart and now one's a fucking... One cunt's a fucking limestone <laughs> and the other can't a tree. What about Mrs Green? How she, oh. she feel about this? I'd be, like, raging.
1: Next day, Mrs Green shows up. Yep. She's oh, like, I've kind of heard the village my husband has come up here and they're like, oh, fucking, have we got some bad news for you? <laughs> so... They take her out. She begins to sob. She's like, have you buried him beneath this tree? And they're like, mm, not buried him beneath the tree.
0: Are they like witches? They her. Okay, yeah.
1: She doesn't know what to do. So they're like, look, night's fallen. Come to our house. We'll give you some dinner. You can decide what you're going to do in the morning. So she comes to their house. And then a massive windstorm comes. And the wind is battering against her husband. And it's starting to break his bark over his brother. Because he's obviously grown so close to him that he can protect him. So she goes to run outside. The old lady grabs her and is like, don't do it. And she shakes the old lady off and she's out there. And the old lady's like, I don't know what to do. So they go out the next day to look for the woman. Can't find her anywhere. The old man's actually blown off the cliff because the, the wind was so insane. But they realise that the tree hasn't collapsed. And the reason the tree hasn't collapsed is that there's a thick, vined climbing plant that's gone right round the bark over and over and over again and it's supporting it
0: and that's the wife
1: and they think that's odd that that's grown up overnight and then they realize that it's got these beautiful lilac flowers on it and one of them blooms and the old lady leans over and smells it and says that's mrs green's perfume
0: right it's a bit of a a a a crazy way to have a fucking threesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah That's nuts. That's actually the nuttiest story I've ever heard you tell.
1: It's <laughs> great, isn't it? And it's really, like, I actually really like it. So they are now <laughs> immortal. She yeah. is the mother of all flowering vines. He is mm. the father of all arika trees. And the other brother is the father of all limestone.
0: I went to, in fact, you were on that trip as well, were you not? The geography trip. And uh, when we were dunking again, we went to the limestone cliffs. Yes. So now that I'm, I'm feeling a little bit weird about that because I'm yeah, walking on.
1: We're bored into that man's child.
0: Yeah. Or that
1: man, I'm not sure if like he's just. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like goes. swamp
0: thing where he becomes all of the lime.
1: And he's like <laughs> he is lime.
0: So we're trampling on him and sitting on him and stuff. Oh well, I guess he's not got a choice in the matter. It's not like he can spit us out or get off me
1: (laughs) but on the note of spitting it out as well so that's why (laughs) it's not to do with the threesome that's why uh, Vietnamese weddings are green and white and it's also why at Vietnamese (laughs) weddings they serve a flower from a flowering vine on top of mashed areca fruit with a special white like very small smear over the top of it But the white smear isn't sauce. It's partially dissolved limestone.
0: Okay. I mean, it's a bit of an odd thing to celebrate of a marriage because technically there were three people in that marriage. There (laughs) were three people in that marriage. I feel like there should be, like, three people getting married in Vietnam rather than just, you know, a couple. They should have a thruple.
1: That would be cool if their tradition was that all weddings had to be thruples, And that would be much better.
0: I mean feel like you know, I mean, it's gone on far too long that a wedding just means two people getting married. Why not? I'm like advocating polygamy here, not because polygamy is not fair. I, I think that I don't know. This is just me, but like, not that you, like one man has three wives or one woman has three husbands. But why not have a husband and a wife? If you know what I mean,
1: like everyone has two this partners.
0: Is, this, is, this is my bisexual, um, yeah, prejudice, <laughs> I'm not bisexual prejudice, but bias coming out here. <laughs> I want to be, I want to have everybody, be, like every sex to be my lover. No, I just want, <laughs> why do I have to have, like, why can't you be married to a man and a woman? I'm just saying, well, I mean, because you wouldn't want that, because you would just want a man, but. <sighs>
1: it is weird though that like
0: well why restricted to two society
1: has decided that you can't be in love with more than one person even though
0: Mm. yeah what i'm saying is fuck monogamy (laughs) why can't you just have like a harem of lovers or something this is bad
1: made out of a different naturally kind of materials that are (laughs) color-coded
0: But you could be loyal just to them, though. I'm not saying that you should have like a revolving door of lovers. I'm saying, like, why can't you? I'm talking like a vampire coven here, like, where you have like a few group of people. Like, I don't know. You've got like what we do in the shadows, they all live, they all seem to love each other. And fuck each other, you And they're like in a marriage in a way, and they're immortal, so. Do you know I do I mean? enjoy
1: when they make like vague references to that. If, like,
0: uh,
1: Maddie <laughs> is like, Nandor seems very upset, and was like, What? Well, I was fucking him but this morning. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't seem as, look at us, as he normally would. And she's like, Oh no, my dear, that's terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to like. live like that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> better. I don't, I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, is, is that weird? No. Yeah, but of course you wouldn't find it weird, Mark, because we're one and the same.
1: <laughs> I think though most people would probably internally agree with you, but externally be like, "Oh my God, she's
0: disgusting." Yeah, but I'm not saying like I've been with my gym
1: since I was 14, and I'd never be with anybody else that's done everything together. Now <laughs> she's an actual trollop.
0: Yeah, but if you have like a nice, a nice group of people that you all love, and and you could be sort of like in a multi-marriage. Because then you would have a bit of, like, a variety pack. Oh, fuck. A variety pack?
1: (laughs) This is my Cocoa Flops husband rice recipe wife. Yeah. This is my honey nut chunk.
0: Honey nut.
1: This Um, is my honey nut chunk. That's neither a cereal (laughs) nor a person.
0: (laughs) Oh, I can't ever say that cereal. Could you Um, imagine
1: honey nut chunk there as being, like, a (laughs) sort of... Honey nut chunk? like a what sexy i imagined her as like a like big curvaceous like sort of honey-skinned lady
0: no i was imagining like a sort of chunky like um what do you call it? dan from roseanne type with curly yeah. hair honey in a chunk oh <laughs> <laughs> you just have and like you say in that story they could all wear different colors like one would you yeah. wear green one we were blue I I think that is a good thing
1: from the story. Like everybody should color code their lovers.
0: Color code your lovers. That could be a song.
1: That would be a great song.
0: uh, This has turned out to be a strange one. I don't feel like we've done quite a deep dive into colors, but we've we've gone in a strange, weird way. But as we
1: mostly just talked about green quite a lot.
0: Yeah, we have actually. Well, there's um,
1: this episode is the green, but other colors do exist. (laughs) Episode.
0: Well, let's look at in terms of colors, like the color red, for instance, in Egypt Egyptian mythology, red is seen as both evil and benevolent because Seth is the you know like the bad god or whatever, but he does he's red, he's got red hair. Uh, they didn't like like if you had red hair in Egypt you were considered kind of evil <laughs> Which I suppose they've got a point and he apparently would fight the uh like an evil sky thing monster in order for to help Ra I don't know maybe he had the day off or something but he would help fight the sky monster so the sun could come back up and but he was also a bit of a bad boy seth and he was red but so red is also good and bad at the same time and it has power so i was just looking at other mystic colors and what mysticism and colors are associated with so like if you think red you think passion and all that and also i'm just going on a tangent here i just remembered you know how like the stereotypes like pink for a girl blue for a boy yes well and i think in victorian times or before that it was actually the opposite it was pink for boys and blue for girls don't know when it that was do you know why it was why
1: because it's something to do with like again chromosomes which makes sense because you were talking about how it, oh. what colors you can't perceive are chromosomally linked when babies' eyes are developing boys can normally perceive light no girls can normally perceive light blues first and boys can normally perceive light pinks before they can see any other colors so boys are more likely to reach for pinks and girls are more likely to reach for blues and it might be because of that weird thing that straights do where they sexualize babies that that people are basically like oh girls reach for blue dress boys in blue because they want a boy. Might not be that. But the, right, the thing about the chromosome like what colours do they perceive first that is a thing? So baby boys oh. are more likely to reach for pink things and baby girls are more likely to reach for sorry, light pink things, and baby girls are more likely to reach for light pink things because of um the development yeah. of like perception.
0: They also dressed boys the same as girls until they were a certain age. So they would dress up boys like little they would put them in dresses basically, boys. Which is supposed would be a lot easier.
1: Small people are without gender, so.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, like, yeah, so if you put the boy in a dress, then it doesn't. It's a, it's a lot easier to manage, I suppose. Like, if you put them in a dress, because you don't have to fumble around with trousers. And I suppose back then, clothes were a bit more complicated. So if you put the boy in a dress, it's just a lot easier to manage. Yeah. And yeah, it was cute. So I'll just go through. All right, we'll end this part. I'll just go through some what mystics associate with colors um so let's start with red as we say uh, red is the first color of the rainbow colors is it what's this song
1: red uh, yeah you're right mm-hmm.
0: uh, it evokes fiery feelings of passion anger zest i don't know what zest is it reminds us of hot foods and weather's when wearing red, we become bolder, more over the top. Shame and male dis- diminish, sex drive and power increase. Also, um, apparently, if you have a red door in your front ha- front of your house, which I will have, I've got a red back door, it um, attracts prosperity. Well, not really. Really so thought
1: you we were going to say prostitutes.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there's the red light district, isn't there? Yeah. That's associated with prostitutes, and the blue lights is with um, for. Uh, a trans or homosexuals
1: i think blue yeah. lights is that why when i was saying about the white what? and green in vietnamese culture but in lots of like yeah. east asian culture people wear red at weddings don't they so is that why for prosperity
0: it might be because in china uh, red is associated with prosperity because they have the red wall it's our luck um uh, at new year and
1: red is definitely like the traditional Chinese wedding colour is red, I'm sure. Yeah, and so is the uh, Hindu.
0: Hindu Indian yeah. weddings, they wear red. So, yeah, that's interesting. So let's move on to orange. And also, orange, there was no word. I think, or, the colour orange is named after the fruit, not the other way around. Like, the orange isn't named after the colour orange.
1: What did people call it before the... Called the 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 color
0: orange. They just called it a a sort of yellow red. They didn't have a word for
1: which is so.
0: But I don't know when they started saying orange is orange, unless it's when first people first seen the fruit orange and then they associated it with that color. Anyway,
1: it's strange though because I'm saying like yeah, it's a yellow red. I mean it is like when you look at orange. how do you make orange? orange, it's not uh-huh. like you would say green is a yellow blue i mean it is a yellow blue but you would say it's a yellow blue
0: yeah i know what i see the more you think about words and language the more it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. like you know when you think of a word over and over and over again and then it just loses all its meaning that's what words are like to me these colors so yellow what do you think yellow is so, oh no we me get back to orange so Orange relates to our creative and procreative energies. It allows laughter, originality, and ideas to come through. It reduces shyness, writer's block, stagnation, and boredom. When carrying an orange crystal, such as a carnelian, in your pocket, you can expect your mind to overflow with creative thoughts and inventions, and your body to be more sensitive to sensual stimuli. So, if you've got writer's block, wear orange um in scotland orange has a completely different connotation well in (laughs) glasgow anyway if you're called an orange bastard then
1: it means you're you're not the old guy that ate the gang
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it means that you're and like the orange lodge and you march against catholics stuff like that it relates to the william of orange the house of orange um that where i was in amsterdam like that's where they originated strange anyway yellow what do you think yellow is associated with like emotionally uh, yellow. yes yeah how come the so the coldplay song yellow sounds like it's such a depressing like color
1: it does it's like a very like we've all uh, says, what yellow is by...
0: what is that song about is it about water sports <laughs> is he singing about being pissed on
1: no is he just singing about like being happy when things are shit like trying to push yourself like because like... i do
0: <laughs> i get awfully depressed when i listen to coldplay i mean or whenever, whenever coldplay is thrust upon me
1: even their songs that other people think are upbeat or like very that one about what? being a roman catholic choir like that
0: what what What's that
1: Roman oh, oh. Catholic choirs are singing big old crazy wives are you Bingo. sure is that
0: is that the actual lyrics
1: no nope, I'm just making it up oh yeah I say they definitely say something about being Catholic I say they definitely say something about being Catholic I have no idea what the words are they could be saying anything
0: uh, okay yeah it's, it's associated with happiness it's the color of the sun summer daytime it helps us overcome depression and worry it puts us but yellow mellow mellow yellow anyway it puts us in a singing mood ready for tall drinks by the swimming pool <laughs> surround yourself with yellow for that eternal holiday feeling i love yellow i really do like the color yellow but it's my boyfriend he doesn't like yellow at all like if i say oh that's a lovely yellow dress he'll be like you look like a fucking daffodil don't buy that i'm like well i'll wear, wear what i want <laughs> green uh, we've already gone over green, so who, who well, let's not. pause before me. you
1: get to green because I just right. looked up Yellow by Coldplay and it is supposed to be a happy song, and I was not reading it that way.
0: Oh God, I thought you were going to say about water sports. <laughs> you
1: no, know he's singing about how the stars are yellow and they're beautiful in the sky, really and nice for you. he wrote a song for her and she's so beautiful that you call it Yellow. I thought that he was crying because like someone he loved was wasting away to nothing because I thought that yeah. he went, you're, I'm- you're just, oh, you're just skin and bone, but like you're just, yeah. You're just she got jaundice. apparently <laughs> he's saying your skin oh yes uh-huh. your skin and bones uh-huh. they turn into something beautiful and you know that i love you so so he's actually saying that everything about her is amazing i thought he was saying that she was dying of that's some how, flesh wasting disease
0: yeah because yellow is associated with jaundice and maybe she got really thin and <laughs> yeah <God. laughs>
1: that's exactly what i thought the song was about but no, it's, uh, it's apparently a really cheery song. It's uh,
0: definitely not, but, in my opinion.
1: If they had Katrina in well, the waves sing it
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> green, all right, we'll, we'll see what they think about it in the spiritual sense. It's a colour of balance, harmony, justice, and fairness. It feels clean and neat, like medical uniforms and in institutions. Mm, I don't like the mm. word institution. No, I suppose I like they the, the they tend, tend to, to use, use green in hospitals don't they deliberately is that like a cam in color or blue i think it's supposed to be a cam in color as well those of us who need to put our lives in order who could use common sense who've had enough of clutter will do well to bring some green into our natural surrounding or indeed go out to nature and seek it there blue blue will help us when needing to communicate or to heal with our voice when you feel like you mustn't speak out of turn when your voice is suppressed for a physical or an emotional reason, a blue room, a blue blanket, or a swear will help your voice unravel and you'll feel happier to communicate. Is it like blue jokes. I don't know. <laughs> Use your words and sounds for healing.
1: Make is that me- why so much workwear is blue? I find it very hard to get workwear that isn't blue. Like most guys, <laughs> workwear uh, is blue.
0: Why is that? To Yes, yeah, so it's, it's like
1: because apparently it psychologically makes you want to. Push yourself to communicate better, maybe.
0: Oh, okay. Purple is the last color of the rainbow, and it connects psychic, psychism, mysticism, and magic. Those who are interested in supernatural phenomenon, mysteries of, and the unknown often live within shades of mauve. And you used to live in sh- um, within the shades of mauve, didn't you? <laughs> I did very much <laughs> lived
1: in the shades of mauve. And to be fair, go- that was when I was at my most like. There's a ghost. There's a ghost. There's a ghost. <laughs> the less purpley colours I wear, the um, less I see the, the dead, the undead, whatever you want to call them. I
0: kind of associate the colour purple with you, Mark, if I think oh. of purple. I think, oh, that's Mark. So, yeah, if you were in my harem of, like, calling vampires, you would be in purple all the time, like, purple I'd be
1: your purple, bitch.
0: Yeah. I would be in, I would say, I would probably be in red. Uh, it's a colour that opens the channels between your consciousness, your subconsciousness and the divine and makes it easier for you to just know stuff not sure where your partner went last night a purple crystal such as Amethyst under your pillow should do the trick, wait I don't get that what are they saying, put a purple crystal under your pillow and it'll tell you where your partner was who was your partner was banging <laughs> what you've been having an affair how how do you know where's the evidence i put a purple fucking crystal under my pillow and i just know
1: i feel like you don't need to explain just like where's the evidence yeah. and just throw the purple crystal out and be like
0: <gasps> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just hold it the end.
0: <laughs> silver is a magical color similar to purple but for diehard fans what bruce willis of all things mystical the myth child
1: tells everyone that silver is the cat's favorite color all the time whenever anyone's like you know people like to ask children what their favorite color is whenever Uh people are like what's your favorite color he's always like green and my daddy's favorite color is green and my pet cat's favorite color is silver he loves it (laughs) like okay
0: yeah
1: so tell me about the cat's favorite color what what does this mean about the cat
0: hope oh, no, but maybe ch- maybe some children. I think children can tune in with pets and know what they're. Thinking. I, th- I mean,
1: he does say it with like proper conviction, like this mm, as a fact. The but... cat has confided this in me.
0: And cats are associated with magic, and it's True. saying that silver is for all things mystical, and it helps you travel between worlds. Ooh, literally away with the fairies, but there's no guarantee you'll be back. White is the color of purity and peace. Wear it to show you've got nothing to hide at a time of confusion. Turn it to promote clarity. Black is most effective if needing, needing to divert attention. It's your cloak of invisibility. It says unoriginal and proud, which is why, like grey, it's a popular business suit colour. Huh. Hmm. No, black goths are cool.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do think black does say unoriginal. I think people that are unoriginal yeah, think they uh, really black because they're
0: yeah but doesn't that tie in with the priesthood thing where they wear black because they want to be humble and they're not flamboyant in any way but then the catholic priests are quite flamboyant or you know, the bishops are i'd say
1: yes oh. going to talk about black
0: black the color of despair i don't think it is <laughs> it's not even a color is it it's a lack of color black it and is white the it's a shade though. it is it, so it's most effective if you need to divert attention it's your cloak of invisibility it says unoriginal and proud which is why like gray is popular business at color and we said well not always because black can be cool um like priests wear black because it's meant to be humble but then Dracula wears a black cloak with a fabulous red lining I must say and that's meant to be evil I suppose yeah but- uh, it say- almost showcases <laughs> the other colors does not
1: it with you saying like mm-hmm. your color would be red I suppose if you wore lots of black You would have like some sort of accent of red, and when I wear lots of black, I would have some sort of accent of purple.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, lovely! Imagine us swanning about. You're wearing a nice black swishy cloak with purple lining, and I'm wearing my black one with red purple lining. Oh man, we would look so good. Anywho, So brown, the color of the ground, represents just that: grounding, stability, fertility, and money. I would say green represents money. Yeah, like coins, brown boots and belts come across as solid and honest, they help you feel strong and capable. Carry this color to increase your chances of conception and easy childbirth. Well, no, thanks, I don't want that. I'd say go in in the brown to prevent being pregnant again,
1: like, carry this color too. Like, if I accidentally I'm looking at my stones and put a brown one in my pocket and then come home from like being at the shops, I'm like, I'm pregnant i've not even got anywhere for the baby to come out <laughs> <laughs> this is not ideal <laughs> trying to put that stone
0: in my pocket well I'll, I'll just right okay well i don't know how far we are now in this but i'm gonna finish on e- egyptian mythology which is my favorite um where how we kind of started so again back to the color green uh it was color, vegetation in your life in ancient egypt To do green things was slang for beneficial life-producing behaviour. Hmm. Mm. You're doing lots of green things today. As mentioned above, Osiris was often portrayed with green skin and was also, as we said at the beginning of the podcast, he was also referred to as the Great Green. Green Malachite was a symbol of joy and the land of the blessed dead was described as the field of Malachite. In chapter 77 of the Book of the Dead, it said that all the deceased will become a falcon whose wings are of green stone, which isn't very practical, but okay, it's the afterlife, no. if anything goes. <laughs> it is the colour of new life and rebirth. And the Eye of Horus amulet was commonly made of green stone as well. The pigment green could be produced from a paste manufactured by mixing oxides of copper and iron with silicon, calcium. And it was also driven from malachite. So in, like, colours were, like you said, like before when we were talking about ancient Egypt, everything symbolises something, everything means something, like the spoons and everything just has its own particular meaning and structure. And the same goes with colours. So, like, uh, the Egyptian artist would only use six colours, including black and white, and they were generated largely from mineral compounds, um, and that's why they retained their vibrancy over the millennia. And they also all, they all had their intrinsic symbolic meanings. Uh, Of course, I did go to Egypt and I went to see the tomb of one of these architectures or builders or one of the tomb painters, I think. He lived in this village where all the, near the Valley of the Kings, where the the workers lived. And in his tomb, he went mental with colour and just did his own thing because he wasn't restricted to the rules there, which was really interesting um red so desher that's the egyptian word for red and it was a color of life and of victory during celebrations ancient egypts would paint their bodies with red ochre and would wear amulets made of cornelian a deep red stone set the god who stood at the prow of the sun's bark and slew the serpent Apep daily had red eyes and hair are you still there mark
1: <laughs> hello Last
0: oh fuck i thought you disappeared
1: no, I was just I
0: thinking... oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'm just chilling listening to you here. I'm quite enjoying this.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so red was also a symbol of anger and fire. A person who acted with a red heart was filled with rage. To redden meant to die. Whereas over in Scotland, if you have a big ready, it means your cheeks have gone red with embarrassment. Yeah,
1: you've embarrassed.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Seth, while the god of victory over Apet, was also the evil murderer of his brother, Osiris. His red coloration could take on the meaning of evil or victory, depending on the context in which he is portrayed. Red was commonly used to symbolise the fiery nature of the radiant sun and serpent amulets representing the eye of Ra. The fiery, protective and possibly malevolent aspects of the sun were made of red stones. The normal skin tone of Egyptian men were depicted in art as red without any negative connotation. What did I mean by that? Like red Indians? <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, no, maybe because if they're red, it's seen as evil. Yeah, so it must be because yeah, right. of the
1: true meaning. Yeah.
0: So. yeah, but, like, they're not gods, but they're just normal men. They have red. Maybe that gives them power. I don't I really get it. Red paint was created by Egyptian artisans by using naturally oxidised iron and red ochre. Okay, the colour white, which in ancient Egypt is hedge and shesep. Suggested omnipotence, is that how you say that word? (laughs) Um, (laughs)
1: Omnipotence.
0: Impurity. Due to its lack of colour, white was also the colour of simple and sacred things. The name of the holy city of Memphis meant white walls. White sandals were worn at holy ceremonies. The material most commonly used for ritual objects, such as small ceremonial bowls and even an embalming table for the apis bulls in Memphis, was white alabaster. White was also. The heraldic colour of Upper Egypt. The nefer, the crown of Upper Egypt, was white, even though originally it was probably made of green reeds. The pure white colour used in Egyptian art was created from chalk and gypsum. Right, so we move on to black. Kemet actually means black land, which is the old name for Upper Egypt, I think. <laughs> in ancient Egypt, black kem was a symbol of death and of the night. Osiris, the king of the afterlife, was called the Black One. One of the few real-life people to be deified, Queen Amose Nefertari, was the patroness of the Necropolis. I want to be the patroness of the Necropolis. (laughs) She was usually portrayed with black skin, although she was not a negro. (laughs) The
1: unusual word choice.
0: Yeah. Anubis, the god of embalming, was shown as a black jackal or dog, even though real jackals and dogs are typically brown. As black symbolised death, it was also a natural symbol of the underworld, and so also of resurrection. Unexpectedly, perhaps, it could also be a symbol of fertility and even life. The association with life and fertility is likely due to the abundance provided by the dark, black silt of the annually flooding Nile. The colour of the silt became emblematic of Egypt itself and the country was called Kemet, the black land by its people from the early antiquity. And then we move on to yellow, which is Kenet or Kenit, And that was created by Egyptian artisans using natural ochres or oxides. During the latter part of the New Kingdom, a new method was developed which derived the colour using Orpiment? Arsenic. That's not good. That's poisonous. So both the sun and gold were yellow and shared qualities of being imperishable, eternal, and indestructible. Thus anything portrayed as yellow in Egyptian art generally carried this connotation. The skin and bones of the gods were believed to be made of gold. Thus statues of gods were often made of or plated with gold. Mummy masks and cases of pharaohs were often made of gold. Um, When the pharaoh died, he became the new Osiris and a god himself. So, yeah, I went to a museum recently when I was in Amsterdam, a museum. It's part of the University of Amsterdam, and there was a lot of Egyptian stuff, and they had quite a few mummy cases, most of which were from the Roman period. But there was one again from the Roman period, but it was interesting because the coffin depicted like a small woman, and her breasts were gold, thus implying that she is like now with the gods or part of like I don't know divinity.
1: Or at least her boobs <laughs> are divine.
0: Her boobs were just yeah, that's probably what she's trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> She has divine boobs. Wish I had divine breasts. I used to. (laughs) Uh, Right, okay. So basically, both are divine beings. Have golden skin. White gold, an ally of gold and silver, was seen as being the equivalent to gold. And sometimes white was used in context where yellow would be typically used. Egyptian blue. This is the final one. So it's called ertiu or Sevg was made combining iron and copper oxides with silica and calcium. It produced a rich colour, however, it was unstable and sometimes darkened or changed colour over the years. Blue was symbolic of the sky and of water. In a cosmic sense, this extended its symbolism to the heavens and of the primeval floods. In both of these cases, blue took on a meaning of life and rebirth. Blue was naturally also a symbol of the Nile and its associated crops, offerings and fertility. The phoenix, which was a symbol of the primeval flood, was patterned on the heron. Herons naturally have a grey-blue plumage. However, they were usually portrayed with bright blue feathers to emphasise their association with the waters of creation. Amon who's one of the Egyptian gods, was often shown with a blue face to symbolise his role in the creation of the world. By extension, the pharaohs were sometimes shown with blue faces as well when they became identified with Amon. Baboons, which are not not naturally blue, (laughs) unless they're gold, (laughs) were also portrayed as blue. It is not certain why. However, the ibis, a blue bird, was a symbol of Thoth, just like the baboon was. It may be that baboons were coloured blue to emphasise their connection to Foth. The gods were said to have their hair made of lapis lazuli, a blue stone. That's it. That's all I've got.
1: Blue hair. is a good look and an excellent point to end on.
0: Yes. I have blue hair. Well, I had blue hair. I've dyed my hair all colours apart from green. Why is that? I
1: don't know. Is I mean, green's my favourite colour and I've never dyed my hair green.
0: I think it's just my upbringing. <laughs> And i'll leave it at that anyone who's listened to previous podcasts when i've mentioned my dad will probably know what i'm referring to
1: you're more likely to dye your hair orange
0: yeah i have dyed my hair orange that's true let's choose a number for the next topic
1: because
0: i can't talk anymore <laughs> which mean what in fact i'm just gonna
1: one spit in, one
0: out something else.
1: one number in 29. 29. oh okay 19 then 19 is telekinesis and telepathy
0: oh sweet i'm looking forward to that one way okay well i would sing the colors of the wind but i'm literally gonna choke him to death
1: yeah i don't think (laughs) thank you for listening lovely listening. we love you you're great i hope you all like colors (laughs) goodbye we'll see you next time